Hi, this is Bashar and you're listening to Skirmish Podcast. This is episode 3 and our guest today is Mohamed Bahraiz. Mohamed is an indie game developer and artist from the United Arab Emirates and he's been working for some time on his strategy RPG, Roses Will Rise. Today we will get to learn more about him, his game, and the development scene in the United Arab Emirates. If you're working in the game industry, then you need an online portfolio. At Skirmish, we give you that space where you can show your work and connect with other developers and artists. So please, join us today at skirmish.io. Mohamed, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, pleasure to have you. Uh, Mohamed, let's start by you introducing yourself to the listeners. Uh, let's learn more about you, where you come from, growing up, your education, what do you work on in your full-time job, and your entry into the game development world. Well, um, I am from Dubai, born and raised. I have a bachelor's degree in applied media, and I've been goofing around with game development since I was 14 or so. Uh, but I only managed to finish games recently. Like I've uh, I've been working on other things in between. Like I, for a time, I did uh, game press writing. I had a podcast for it as well. Uh, I did animation. I did art. Um, and only recently, like I decided to go back into game development, and I made a f- you know a few games. Well, the only one completed is uh, Within the Walls, a, a horror text adventure. Mm-hmm. And Roses Will Rise is my my next big project. That's great. That was my going to be my next question. Tell us about uh, Roses Will Will Rise, please. Okay. Um, so Roses Will Rise is a game about four women imprisoned in a castle. Their plans of escape change when they find out that one of them is a princess and the last of her lineage. The plan changes and instead of wanting to escape, they decide to take over the castle and try to rebuild the princess's fallen kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game is a... The game plays like a visual novel when it's telling the story, but uh, the parts where there's conflict, there would be a turn-based strategy battle system mm-hmm. in place. Uh, where did you get that uh, idea from? Did it inspire you from somewhere? Is it related to certain culture? Well, ar- around the time like I started working on it, like I was, uh, I was taking my, my like my previously mentioned game and trying to make it into a uh, graphic adventure rather than a text adventure. Mm-hmm. But uh, at, at when when you're working on something and then you like work on it again, like it kind of feels like a little bit redundant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. So, like, I was on Twitter one day, and I was, like, someone posted uh, comics from the official Mario uh, comic, the one that they, the one one that they published in uh, Nintendo Power, Mm -hmm. and if anyone who who read those comics, um, they would know that uh, Princess Toadstool at the time, or as we call her, Princess Peach, was a little less submissive than sh- than she was like in in the game, mm-hmm. and like sh- like she was like she was up front by fi- fighting Bowser's uh, like uh, like Bowser's monsters and stuff like that. She like she was punching everybody, and that kind of gave me the idea of like 
like a, of a strong female protagonist and thought that that would be an interesting thing to experiment with. I don't know about that Francis Peach uh, comic. Well, I I've known about it before, but like I completely forgot afterwards. And when when someone posted the pictures on Twitter, like that kind of gave me the spark to work on roses. Interesting. I don't know about that. So, how long have you been working on this game? I've been working on it solo for three years. Uh, nine months of those three years were were me be, being busy with military training, and I used the like most of like my downtime during the training writing the the first draft of the story. Mm-hmm. And the game started like very different differently before. Uh, I was working on RPG Maker VX Ace, and I'm currently working on Renpy. Um, it was a dungeon crawler rather than a strategy RPG, so like the the whole dynamic of the entire game was completely different. Uh, like some of the characters like had like different roles in the story. Uh, some I made younger, some I made older, uh, and like the game prior to the military training did not have a defined script. I was uh, mostly like making the game out of my head. There was no planning, and uh, and that was because like I was anxious and panicking because I didn't know like what was going to go with the military training. Like that, it just came out of nowhere, and like I wasn't sure like when my time was gonna be there, and so like I was trying to work on something. That was supposed to be done in two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, just before like the training, and like the training happened, and I couldn't finish it in time. So like once I got there, like I thought, okay, it ha- I'm I'm in the training. It happened. I might as well like take my time working on this and making it better than the the two week plan that I had before. And the writing improved drastically. Like even the game had like different names at one point, and uh, I'm I'm much more happier with with its title at the moment. Wow! So the military training made this game more more advanced and more mature. Yeah, I mean it. I have to say that like the training did inspire some of the writing as well, mm. because uh, like like in the in training like you are. Like you're you're out of control, you're out of your own control. Like you have to be following rules. You have to be, uh, like, like try trying not to get yourself into trouble by by breaking these rules. And um, the kind of environment, uh, like the protagonists in in Roses, like are is kind of the same to some certain extent, and that kind of helped. You're using a very distinctive uh, pixel art style for your game, which I don't often see in other games. Why did you go with that style, and do you think it will have the wide appeal uh, you desire when when you release the game? Um, well, I almost like stumbled upon this art style by by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I. I've been working on Hexels for a very long time, and like I'm, I'm in contact with the developers. They're they're a really cool bunch. Um, but uh, like even like my art style on Hexels was very different prior to what I have right now. Like I wasn't using uh, like the heavy shading effects that I'm using now. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 like it's for a long time like I've been inspired by Mike Minola's work mm. uh, Mike Minola being the artist and writer for Hellboy uh, who who like I got the idea of like these like really heavy shadows from and uh, there's also this one other game called Darkest Dungeon who who have like they have an art style very similar to to Hellboy which I really liked and like I kind of wanted to do some something within that like dark graphic novel mm-hmm. uh, art style and um, like once once I found found how I was able to do something similar like it it just worked with what what I've been trying to do it ju- it just happened and uh, like with the like the visual aspect of visual novels it's just uh, it was one way of get, like having this uh, this art style work and animate uh, in the way I like I wanted, and I just kept on going for it. Uh, I must say the art and story of the game to me felt like the classic adventure games I was raised playing. Uh, you refer to it as a strategy RPG. Please tell us a little about the gameplay. Okay. Um, as I mentioned before, like the the story bits will have like the adventure look. Um, like there there will be cutscenes where like you'll see portraits of the characters talking and like being animated and stuff like that. Uh, but there's like certain portions of that uh, of that view being like um, like having choices. Like sometimes there will be parts where like the protagonist must will need to have a decision on what to do next and that will affect uh like the ba- like the battle scenes of the game as well um so is it non-linear game then? so it is kind of non-linear yeah uh so like there will be times where like uh points like uh say for example a character was not feeling very comfortable of the situation in the game and if you try to comfort them, they like they will perform better, like during the like the battle scenes, mm-hmm. like uh, like leveling the, up or some sort of thing. Uh, no, like it's it's kind of like um, a trust system. Like mm-hmm. if you tr- if you try to like comfort the comfort them, like in that particular situation, the next battle, like they will. Uh, it'll increase like their turn turn speed mm-hmm. more so like they they will be uh you like they like they'll be more active on the next uh, like battle scene and if if like if you made it worse for them like they will be less active like they'll have less turns in that that particular uh particular battle uh but but that's like but that's just like like just simplifying it like i'm not trying to make like uh, like a like a good bad karma system. Like there will be th- there will be times where like uh, uh, s- some of the characters will ha- will be in disagreement, and if you side with one character, the other like would would not be pleased with your decision, and vice versa. So like it's something a little similar to Telltale's games, but in- but but uh, it will include like an RPG battle system. Mm-hmm. Um, Got it. Uh, besides besides that uh like 
like there are going to be like a lot of like optional side quests here and there that uh, uh, like that will flesh out like the game's universe, uh, the, the fiction in this uh, in the story, and you get to know the characters a little more. Um, and yeah, that's like kind of like the the gist of the game. And the strategy RPG is there to um, like be the solution to the conflicts where the the story like needs to progress. Oh, okay. Uh, the protagonist, am I playing the princess or do I play the four girls together? Um, most of the game is through Feralda. She is uh, a blacksmith's apprentice. Mm-hmm. She manages like the like, her th- three party members. Mm-hmm. But she's, she's not the princess or is that a sort of spoiler? No, no, no. No, no, she's not the princess. Uh, the princess is one of the other three. Okay. Uh, okay, the next question is a really frowned upon one, so I apologize for asking in advance. What are the plans for Roses Will Rise, and do you have forwritten scripts and specific launch date you're aiming for? Well, I don't find I don't find this question really frowned upon. They hate it because it's... games always take forever, and every time this question is asked, the game developer <laughs> feels more frustrated. So I noticed it's frowned <laughs> upon. Well, like. Like I found a method where like this this question like doesn't bother me that much because like I'm I'm updating like the game slowly. Um, I mean the game is uh, is on my site. Like you can download it like at this moment even when it's incomplete. Mm-hmm. Um, but like most of like most of my updates are very incremental. So like you do see like a like a very slow but uh, frequent. Uh, improvement in the game as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like when I'm asked, like, what are the plans for this game? Like, I'm, I'm, I just tell them, like, the game is is out there. Like, you can download it. It's just that I'm, I'm, I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. So now, is, is it sorry? Is it available uh, from beginning to end? But you're gonna add more branching to it. I, I know I played it a while ago, but I didn't finish it. At the moment, it's only the first chapter. The uh, like it's the way I'm 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 building it is that I f- finish the first chapter 100% with like all the sprites, uh, the battle system and everything ready, and then like I'll start working on the next chapters. Mm-hmm. And like once I start working the the next chapters, like I'll start adding like the the nonlinear uh, bits of it as well. I have to mention that the game is free, so like even once the game is done, like it's it's going to be uh, still like free to download and play, mm-hmm. um, with payment being completely optional. Like, and most of the money go- uh, going there is just going to be for like improving the game, like like hiring composers and proofreaders and, and the like. At the moment, like it's only the first chapter, and once that is done. Um, like the the updates to the game are going to be uh, less frequent, but like larger compared to the the updates I had for I'm having for like the first chapter. So like you'll you'll be seeing like updates, um, like whole chapters being being made and ready mm-hmm. uh, with with every other uh, update. And uh, I do have a full sc- script written. Um, 
as I said, like I've written the first draft while I was in the military and and the first chapter is the only one that is beyond the first draft. So like it's completely like written and ready while the while the rest like I'll, I'll look at once I'm done with the first chapter. Um, and as for a specific launch date, I don't have one yet. I was planning to have the first chapter done by May. But uh, that doesn't seem to be possible. So, like, I'm keeping it open until the end of 2017, just for the first chapter. Once the first chapter is done, that's going to be like the 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 demo of the game. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I expect like it'll take like once I'm done with the first chapter, like there are going to be a lot of assets that I'll be able to use throughout the other the rest of the game. So like uh, like other portions of the game are going to take less time to develop. Since I already have like most of the assets done. Uh-huh. So things should go faster then. Hopefully, yeah. Uh so as I understand, you're working on the game completely alone right now, right? Is that correct? Yes. And uh are you gonna hire someone for the music and do you plan to have voiceover for that game or not? Music definitely, because I have no music background. Mm-hmm. And like uh, I, I looked into a lot of composers. Some are, are even are even my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, well, but voiceover is still debatable because I'm I'm not really sure whether or not I should add that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm like I'm completely okay with having voice and everything. It's. Uh, it's something like I'm sure a lot of people would prefer, but like I would guess, like it's it would be something that uh, would be very expensive because I'll have to look into like the number of characters in the game, mm-hmm. uh, and and the same time, like I'm also worried about like how big is the game's size going to be mm-hmm. after the voiceover. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. I mean, let's face it, like like audio is like a giant resource hog. And if I'm going to be using like my my audio resources, I think music has a higher priority than voiceover. True. Like I'm not I'm not saying like it's any less important, but it's just that uh, like I'm only one person working on on my own. And if you have if you have money, you have to put it first on music, then on voiceover. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what tools do you use to work on Roses Will Rise? And do you have a specific method of learning these tools? Um, like in terms of tools, like for a while I started using Twine to prototype like the, like the conversations and like the dialogue in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just for the writing. Uh, I use OneNote to write like most of like the story bits. Uh, sometimes like I would like write bios of the characters just to f- like flesh them out. The the method like that I that I tried writing this the story in was that here are a bunch of characters. Each one has like this kind of personality, uh, these kind of goals. Th- this is what they want to do. Like how would I put them together in one situation, and how will they be able to get themselves out of it mm-hmm. so like you've got like the blacksmith's apprentice who whose father got, gets killed at the beginning of the game and like she's like she wants she wants revenge uh you have 
like you, you have a plague doctor who who is bothered by something that like she is not open to share like in the beginning of the game but like once you like like start talking to her a little more like she will open up you with with her, with her troubles you got the princess like who whose kingdom like was just completely destroyed and she like she is too young and naive to know what to do next mm-hmm. and and now that like all of them are in this castle like how would they team up together and how will they be able to get what they want mm-hmm. from like from the situation that they are in so um i would write all of that down on one note and try to see like like how would i be able to make it more interesting of course like like i've put like certain things like the princess being like very devout and religious but in the same time like she's like like in a team that that has a witch as well and you have to sort out like how how would you be able to put someone who is religious next to someone who who disagrees with her with her beliefs mm-hmm. and like how would you be able to make them uh work together as a team so the conflict there is like trying to get them to work together mm-hmm. for the common interest of taking yeah. back the castle yeah uh-huh. um like from terms of art like i'm using hexels as i mentioned i'm using uh clip studio paint like just to sketch out placeholders for the for the game just like so i can have something like uh to put there knowing like what what how the how the finalized thing will be once i start working on the final thing and i'm using spine 2d for for animation now spine 2d isn't exactly made to make animation for a game engine like renpy uh so what i do is that like i animate the entire sprites on spine and then export it as separate frames. And once I get these uh, frames ready, I will program them to be like this one image on on RenPy. So I'm like I'm working on like separate frames on there. Uh, okay, Mohammed, uh, we're gonna take you back in time now. You just finished high school, and you can make your college choice. Knowing what you know right now, you already have that knowledge. What path will you take, and what things will you do differently? Okay, um, I'm funny you should say that because uh, I was wanting to get into game development uh, around that age, but uh, like how game development was at the time, like my family weren't favorable of that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, now now we do have like even like colleges and universities in this region that do teach game development to some certain extent mm. back then like a, like it was like it never it didn't even exist like game development was only available like in, in the states and canada and uh like if you ask me like if i just got up high school today i would go for like uh, like something that had game development but uh Back then, like I wish I took uh, like a computer programming major, because uh, like I, I graduated with with applied media and like I already knew most of the stuff going into media. Like I I knew like video editing. I knew how to write. Like I've been writing stories ever since I was a child. But uh, but programming was something that I was interested in and had zero background in and only now like i that i like was able to 
pick up uh, Python and like learned as I as I was working on the game. Mm-hmm. So if if you want something that like could be quote unquote more practical than game design, like I would highly recommend trying to pick up a programming language because that that even like if you're not developing a game, it would be useful for other things as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, what are your goals now in the game development uh, field? Is it going to remain like a hobby, part-time thing, or do you have career plans with it? I would say like it is a little more than a hobby. I mean, I am kind of getting paid making the game, and whatever money I'm making... Uh, while developing the game, I'm using in order to improve on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I got like the optional payment on Itch.io, which is the the site that I have the game on. Uh, I have I have a, a Patreon for it as well, which um, like which is helping out. Like at the moment, I don't have a like an iOS developer's license, and I'm and I'm using. Uh, the money from like from from both of these sources to save up and get the the iOS uh, license so I can port the game onto iOS and and most of like my plans involve around making uh, story driven games like Roses is like I've I've taken like a, a long time to write and sometimes like some of the ideas that I have. Like just that that don't work with with roses. Like I'm saving up to uh, make them their own separate games later as well. So I, I'm kind of looking at it in a way uh, the way uh, a book author is writing their stories. Like uh, I mean, it's not so much a hobby, but but it could could be said to be like you can say it's like a second job for me. I'm putting it like in that kind of consideration. It would be nice to have it to be a, like a full-time career, but like how game development is in this region, like that's kind of difficult. Like it's really hard to pull off to have it like be a full-time thing. I would I would work a full-time job, but at the same time, like I would be working on this as well on the side. So, uh, Mohammed, tell us about the game development uh, scene in the United Arab Emirates. How big is it right now? Is there a strong community around it? Uh, do you do regular meetups? We don't. I don't. I don't think there are meetups, as far as I know. Like, uh, like I, I know a few game developers. Like, they're my friends and all. But I don't think like there's, uh, like some sort of meetup as as they do like in in other parts of the region. Like, I know that there's there's one in Saudi. Um, mm. I think there's one also in Jordan, but like I've like I've never been to any of them, and and they they seem like to be very very active. Um, development here, let's just say that like a lot of people here, like the, the game developers, are like me. Uh, they they're working a full time job, but also have this on the side. It's a it's a, it's a little more substantial than a hobby. Like I'm, uh, for example, like uh, my friends at Afterwork Games and Hybrid Humans, like they're uh, like both of both of the founders of these two teams, like they work a full time job, but at the same time they do like game development on on the side as a second job. 
and other than those like are there are like like college students and high school students who they are developing games but they you can't really say that they're jobs at the moment like they they're looking into it into be, being jobs but like they they haven't got into that to that level yet all right so still in the early stages of development yeah like it's it's very fragmented here but mm-hmm. but it is but it is visible like it's not it's not like uh how can i say this it's like it's it's not frag- fragmented to the point where like you don't see it but at the same time like it's not big enough where it's as established as it is like in parts of Europe and the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mohammed, tell us something about you personally as a gamer. What kind of games do you like? What's your favorite type of games? Okay, um, well, I grew up on point-and-click adventures as much as I assume you are as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and but in the same time like i've i've had a strong liking to turn-based strategy games as well mm-hmm. i mean i really enjoy games like um monkey island full throttle uh i am in love with the telltale games uh i mean sure like the telltale like do have some hits and misses like i like i loved the first season of the walking dead but wasn't as enthusiastic about the second one mm-hmm. Uh, but also, but like, Wolf Among Us completely made up for that. Oh, okay. As I well. didn't play it yet. Oh, you're gonna love it. It's like, like, I like the Walking Dead. The, walk, the first season of The Walking Dead as much as I do like uh, the Wolf Among Us. Mm-hmm. And like, like the writing is really good. So yeah, like adventure games like have always been something that I really like. No, not not only like point to click adventures. Like there are there have been some visual novels that I that I do enjoy. Uh, even like games that are I mean visual novels like uh, Phoenix Wright. Um, some games that do have a, like a visual novel aspect to them, but they're not really visual novels. Uh, it's just that like the, there are certain segments of it that do play much as a visual novel. Um, some of these like are are made on. RPG maker, you've got like the first corpse party. Um, it's a top-down adventure game, like you, where you are walking around like, like as you would like an old traditional RPG, but it's not an RPG. Like you have to like solve certain puzzles. You have to like uncover certain parts of the story by by moving within the space. Like these are games that I absolutely adore mm. uh, from from a storytelling uh, perspective. But in like in the strategy games, like I love games like XCOM, Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, Sid Meier's Civilization. These are all games that like, uh, like they have like this certain one more turn addictive aspect to them that mm-hmm. like that just keeps keeps the player playing, and I find I find that really fun. And isn't that also the bad side of it that there is always one more turn? Let me play one more turn, and then it's three a.m. Yes, it's like it can it can be infuriating, but like let let's let's be honest, we we all enjoy that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, so, do you have any game you played recently that would you recommend? Maybe not a mainstream game, some indie game you tried that people haven't heard of. You would really recommend? Well, 
I got to the Nintendo Switch recently, and I've been playing this little indie game. I don't, I'm not sure if you've heard of it before. It's called Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, no. No. Well, it seems like a really humble project. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> uh, um, no, seriously, though. Um, at the, like... And the game that I'm playing at the moment is Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus. Is that the uh, small kid that seems scared or something like that? Yeah, and like fighting enemies with poop and piss and uh, oh, tears and everything. Okay, I have it on PlayStation through PlayStation Plus. I haven't let... Good thing I didn't let my kids play it. Mm. <laughs> well, like I, I think it's like a little too... Like the, the themes are a little too dark for kids mm. to play it, if I'm honest, but... Uh, I mean, there like I mean, it has some, like it does have some religious undertones to it. Mm. Uh, to some people, like there, there are there are certain people that will find it very uncomfortable, like for them to play, let alone their kids. But uh, yeah, the game, like it's very well built. Uh, a lot of the parts of it, like, is uh, very illustrative uh, in terms of storytelling, without even saying much of, of the story. Uh, like a lot of the items in the game, like like the abusive history that uh, Isaac has had with his with his mother, and like you would like they wouldn't tell you anything beyond like the name of the item, and you will understand like what like for example uh, an item that um, that boosts your speed is a belt, and like you would you'd instantly understand like that 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 sh- his mother was using that belt to beat him with. Uh-huh. And like, I mean, it it is it is a roguelike where where like you pick up like different items that uh, that boost your your stats in the game. So like, there are certain items that will increase your fire rate. Your uh, it'll change the like the kind of kind of attack that you'll be doing. Like your your, your basic attack is like you're you're throwing tears at at your enemies. Like later you'll start like. For example, urinating on your enemies instead of, okay. of crying out on them. So that's leveling uh, up. You, yeah, it's leveling up to some. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not giving this game any justice by <laughs> explaining it this way. But like, uh, like the, the, it's, it's addictive to play because like you, like the items that you get that are boosting your stats also change the appearance of the character. Mm-hmm. So he's becoming tougher uh, as he grows. He becomes. He becomes tougher. Uh, he looks a little different. Like some items will make him like grow bigger, grow smaller. Uh, like uh, spiders will start crawling all over his head. Mm-hmm. Um, he will have wings. Uh, I don't want to spoil a lot of it because like okay. it does get uh, it does get darker and darker as you go. Like mm-hmm. like both like from the the child abuse side of it, but also like from the re- religious side of it. I mean, the game is called The Binding of Isaac, mm-hmm. and like there like there in that there's already a religious reference to it. But uh, uh, and like it's like it's a really interesting take on how to uh, to use religion as a part of the game like it's like sure the game is all about, like the, like a lot of the game's themes like involve around toilet humor but in the same time like they they played it very inte- intelligently mm-hmm. in how they how they included religion in the in the game and of course like 
uh, like you know like how taboo like religion is to talk about like in in a game for example here in this region mm-hmm. and a lot of people a lot of people i know like we will censor that part for the whole middle east <laughs> yeah like a lot, a lot of people i know actively avoided this game because of like the religious undertones but like i'm i'm sure like i'm talking about like there's like religion in the game and everything but like in the same time like it's there but in the same time it's not there it's it's really difficult to explain without spoiling anything mm, and I, I don't then they, <laughs> i'll try to get it to myself you have to play it and i think like it's like they shot themselves in the foot a little bit with with its titling because like there are three versions of the game that i know Mm-hmm. Like you've got Binding of Isaac, Binding of Isaac Rebirth, and a- Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus. Okay. And it took me a while to know the difference between Rebirth and Afterbirth Plus. Afterbirth Plus is like the like the more recent version. It has like more items, more enemies, more uh, game modes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and the Switch is like the first handheld to have like this new version like they never released it on the 3ds or the vita mm-hmm. and that's where like i most i mostly play uh binding of isaac and like i beat i beat uh, i've beaten uh rebirth and now i'm playing afterbirth plus and i'm sure like i'm tell i'm telling you this and you you're not knowing the like the differences between which one is the more recent one by saying rebirth and afterbirth mm-hmm. it can be very confusing that way uh, but since you mentioned Switch and you're the first person to tell me he's playing something other than Zelda Switch, I think that that narrows it quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that game is amazing. Like it's, I I would put it up there as like one of my like favorite games of all time. Oh wow, I I didn't expect you that. I know I know the game got quite. Uh, good reviews. I got it for free on mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus. I never mm-hmm. got to try it. it. Didn't mm-hmm. it? Didn't attract me as much to just even start and try it. So since you mentioned it, mm-hmm. I'll give it a go. Well, the first game was was made on Flash, so like I'm I'm even surprised it got this far like, by just being made on Flash. I mean, not not to knock on people who make uh, games on Flash, but uh, like it's it's just that like. This game in particular has come a really long way from like its its original build to what it is now. Like they have like they're running it on their own engine. It's running at sixty frames per second, and uh, like like the RNG is way more complicated now than it used to be in its original form. Mm-hmm. RNG RNG being the random number generator. So oh, okay. So like you you get to see like different aspects of the game that that w- weren't. Uh, possible like in the in its earlier builds and Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus get it wherever where, wherever you play just get it all right it's amazing all right I'll try to do that soon uh, Mohammed we are uh, at the end of the show uh, mm-hmm. before we wrap up tell us where people can find more about you and your game okay so you can find my game on on my itchio page asatir.itchio uh, so that's a s a t Double I R dot itch dot I O. Um, yeah, you'll find Rose, Roses Will Rise there, but among like other games that I have on that site. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the game, as I mentioned, the game is free. Uh, you can you can download, it, try it out. Even though like it doesn't have the battle system on yet, I'm still working on that. Uh, but if you do wish to like help out, like in in making the the game better, like you can always uh, like 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 pay whatever you like. It's I mean it's it's optional. It's there. It's uh, like there's there's no limit to like how much or how less you want to pay. Like even a dollar helps. It's the like any anything is appreciated. But like if you do want to support the game in the long term, like you can find me on Patreon uh, at Patreon.com/slash/asatwir as well. Mm, I'll link that in the show notes. Uh, yes, please. Um, I'm also on on Twitter. So like if you want to follow my my development and usual ramblings, like you, you can find me there as well, twitter.com slash A-S-A-T-W-I-R. And that's pretty much it. All right. Thanks a lot, Mohammed, uh, for being uh, the first skirmish podcast guest from the Middle East region. Uh, look forward Ooh. for your... Yeah, you are the first. Uh, congratulations. And hopefully not the last. No, hopefully uh, not. Uh, hopefully we'll get more. Hopefully, yes. All right. Uh, thank you so much and hope to have you as a guest again in the future. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm Bashar and you've been listening to Skirmish Podcast. Our guest today was Mohamed Lahrez, also known as Asatir, who is working on his upcoming game, Roses Will Rise. If you're working on the game industry and need a place to show your work, please check us out at skirmish.io. We can also help you if you're looking for some talent to help you on your game. Also, if you like our podcast, please subscribe to our feed and consider giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes. This would really help us a lot. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you next episode. Bye.